Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing equality and innovation back to black, indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes. And make sure you use code WITCHY, W-I-C-T-H-Y, for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio, the show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way, but actually leading the way. And today we have another fellow witch with us. (laughs) Wenyi Chang Wang is here to talk all things healing by owning your own magic. And I am so excited to talk all things owning your own magic and her new book, Honoring Darkness, Embrace Shadow Work to Nourish and Grow your power. Welcome to the show today, Winnie. Thank you so much for having me here. I feel so excited to go on the witchy podcast. I'm just going to first declare I'm a witch doctor. Yes. <laughs> and I love you, you know, this whole podcast. You know, I just want to go ahead and talk to listeners for a second how extremely lucky they are to have you as their podcast host to understand that the body and the feelings is our doorway, you know, to unlocking our magic. Literally, that's what I do as a witch doctor every day, five days a week, you know, because the body keeps a score and it so happened that I have four science degree, right? So, and one of my degree is traditional Chinese medicine. So in that degree, we says that, um, you know, liver stores anger. So literally this is what happened, right? So a random person finds me on Yelp and said, hey, you know, I'm having difficulty with my eyesight. Uh, it's been about three months. Do you think acupuncture can help? And I literally answered the phone like this. I said, woman, I don't know how much acupuncture can help you, but if you are open to woo-woo, the witch in me is ready to take care of you, okay? (laughs) And I said, if you're open to woo-woo, come and I'll help you. And she said, yes, okay. You know, the first thing I asked her, as a doctor, they ask you, you know, how long has it been, right? And she says, it's been three months. So in our medicine, we said that anger stores in the liver, anger is stored in the liver and liver opens in the eyes, right? So if she has eyesight problems, so I said, all right, girlfriend, tell me what is the most 
frustrating thing that happened to you three months ago? And she said, well, I went on a trip with my sister and we had this big fight. And then she set boundaries with me. She cut me off. She gave me the silent treatment. And I was so pissed at her. I said, okay, got it, bingo. I said, lady, here's your choice. You can either stay angry at your sister and then eventually lose your eyesight, or we can practice forgiveness for your sister. And by the way, practice forgiveness because what is the sound of one hand clapping? What is the sound of two hands clapping? It takes two people to start a conflict. So you gotta forgive yourself for having provoked your sister into her saying something. And you guys had this like, you know, bicker back and forth. And you will get your eyesight back. Which one is it gonna be? She said, I want my eyesight back. I said, good, good choice. <laughs> Literally in one session, her eyesight came back fully. Now I have to say that even though I call myself a witch, it's not me that did the healing, right? All I am is a guy because I can't claim credit for my client, right? She is the one that decided to forgive her sister and forgive herself. I can't decide for people, you know, I, I just because I tell you forgiveness is a good thing and you're going to get your eyesight back doesn't mean that the other person will actually do it, right? And also because forgiveness is hard, man. Like, if you don't get spiritual help, in my humble opinion, there's no way you can forgive people successfully. And this is how I explain it to people, right? Okay, let's say somebody raped me and they owe me $100 in negative karma currency, okay? Now, if I'm not connected to source, I'm going to hold on to that piece of IOU and I'm going to say, you swear word, asshole, owe me $100, you better pay up, right? So there's no way I would forgive this person. Or if I'm connected to the source, right, where it's raining $10 million per second, in which case I don't give a beep about the $100 that that person owes me because I'm being nourished by the source directly and I don't need you know, this person to apologize, to do anything. I'm mofo badass right here, okay? I just go to the source and like, I'm rich, man. I don't need that $100 from you. And so to me, there's so much um, healing that happens when we channel this $10 million, when we connect to the source and, you know, to download love, forgiveness, compassion, light, humility, gratitude, all kinds of things that are literally ask and you will receive. I said, you know, why don't you have Jesus on speed dial? You know, imagine Jesus is like a 24-7 ATM. You just said, give me money and then money comes, right? Like, why would I try to struggle in this world when I can just have Kuan Yin on speed dial? Be like, give me money and then money comes. <laughs> Yeah, so it's really funny because one day I said to myself, well, gee, you know, if I died in three months, what is the one legacy that I want to leave behind for humanity? 
and out came this book that I wrote, which is um, about shadow work. You know, in the woo-woo community, many people talk about shadow work, but because I have four science degree, I wanted to write a manual, like a textbook. Okay, follow chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and do the exercises at the end of every chapter. Because I'm a professor also, so I have these 10-week syllabus. Like, okay, stay with me for 10 weeks. And I teach a course on shadow work. At the end, when you graduate, you would have faced the 10 major shadows that everybody gets to work on. And for example, chapter um, 2.1 is the journey from anger to forgiveness, right? So anger is the shadow and forgiveness is the light. The more we dive and meditate into anger, the more forgiveness we can have access to. And in the book, I talk about spiritual bypassing because, you know, five years ago when I first became a Reiki healer, I thought, okay, love and light, love and light, love and light. You know, uh, the way to arrive at forgiveness is I just chant it like a mantra. I forgive you. 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 You know, I even pretended that I successfully pretend, uh, forgave my ex-husband because, you know, I thought that, you know, if I chanted mantras enough, what I chant is what I become, right? So, and then I, it, it was really funny because I actually walked with this superiority complex like oh look at me i chant mantras i'm better than you good vibes only you know you people that don't chant mantras and don't meditate you guys stay over there because you guys are toxic and don't talk to me you know stay over there and what happened of course was god gave me a very painful divorce that totally crushed my ego right bam I was like, oh my God, what kind of healer am I? You know, I help people overcome their relationship problem, health problem, financial problem, but yet I don't have harmonious relationship in my own life. And so that triggered me into doing the deepest shadow work, you know, countless dark nights of the soul where I literally just sat with my shadow It's really funny because um, in the tantric Buddhism tradition, when they get angry, they actually get really excited because meditating on your anger, when you just keep following it and following it and following it, you can ride your anger all the way to source. And that's exactly what I've done. And I, I, I don't know if I shared this particular example in the book, but so one time my ex said something that absolutely pissed me off real bad. And I know because I'm the, the witch doctor, if I don't do something to express this anger, I'm going to mess up my own liver. So I went into the furthest room in the house and I said, I don't care if my children are permanently psychologically scarred because they heard their mom screaming, but I give myself permission because my liver is more important. I don't want to heal myself from liver cancer later. I'm going to deal with this anger right here, right now. 
And so because I'm a shaman and, you know, drumming can help you enter trance, right? So what I did was I channeled all the anger in my body. And I was like using my body as a drum. So I was like, <clears throat> and literally I just went like that and I lost my voice and I kept going. I wrote it all the way until all of a sudden I had head to toe orgasm. Literally the whole body tingling in just bliss. Ah, and I was like, oh my God, when I ride my anger into infinity, that's what I get. And it's really funny because I've only had to do that one time. Right. So well, after I face my monster, I'm no longer afraid of the monster. I have made friends with the monster, you know, in Buddhism, we call that uh, having tea with Mara. When we sit down with our shadow, hey, you know, I know who you are. You don't scare me. I, you know, we can sit down and have tea. And so, yeah, so that's how, you know, this book came into place. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stories. Yeah, I just the title of your book just draw, draws me in. And you mentioned you ha you're a doctor and have four different science degrees. Did you always know? Were you always had that that witch power inside of you? How did you get into to being a literal witch doctor? Can we hear the the cliff notes of your own <laughs> heroine witchy journey to who you are today? Yeah, so in the beginning, I was completely cut off from my spirituality. Actually, up until I was 37 years old, I never meditated a day in my life. And I had severe anxiety and depression every day. Like I would cry twice a day, sometimes three hours per episode, right? Because I was disconnected from my magic and my body was literally crying like WTF, what's going on? And then I had this near-death car accident. Literally at the moment that I was having this car accident, I was really angry at the, at, you know, I was holding so much grudge against my ex-husband and I was worried of all kinds of things about my children. So I was living in the past and in the future and anywhere but here. And in that moment of the car accident, I witnessed a miracle, which is I saw the car in, in front of me that I crashed into turn into a raisin. Yet I had this out of body experience, you know, not one hair came out of place. My whole body was flush as if I was relaxing at the beach or in the movie theater, like I was just watching the whole thing like a movie. And I was like, oh, wait, is, is this really going on? Have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to 
embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. And I remember, you know, counting down to three seconds to impact, feeling like, oh no, I'm so stupid. I just wasted my whole life getting angry and worried about the future. And, you know, I'm so dumb. And then when I didn't die, I was like, okay, Winnie, you need to change, you know? So my best friend at the time, she recommended that I started meditating every day and also getting Reiki. And so that was really the beginnings of my spiritual practice. Beautiful. Yeah. And I love what you said about spiritual bypassing because whether you're new or been in the spiritual world for a while, it's something that I I have to catch myself on as well. Um, could you dive a little more into what spiritual bypassing is? And then I would love to start talking about um, the, the different shadows that you kind of go through in your book. Yeah. So spiritual bypassing is where you know what the ideal outcome is and you pretend you're already there. So let's talk about the sixth shadow in the book. Okay, so the shadow is conflict and the light is harmony. So we have two kinds of conflicts. We have external conflict. For example, I can enter into an argument with my mom or my daughters, or it could be an internal conflict, right? Should I quit my job or should I not quit my job? Well, if I quit my job, then X, Y, Z is going to happen. If I don't quit my job, then X, Y, Z is going to happen. So we have external conflict and we have internal conflict. So spiritual bypassing looks like everything is going to be fine. Pretending that there's no conflict. And I've done this a lot with my mother. I pretended that I don't need to set boundaries with her because I'm so spiritually cultivated, right? Dude, if I can channel unconditional love and unconditional forgiveness and unconditional compassion. Every time my mother says something that triggers me, I will have compassion for her. I will forgive her. I will love her. And so therefore I don't need to set boundaries with her because I'm a cultivated individual. Hey, I don't need that. And then with my daughters, it looks like you know, my daughter said, mom, you're not listening to me. I feel like I'm not important. So the ego in me is like, WTF, I'm a healer Monday to Friday. You know, at one point when I was just full-time acupuncturist, I'm sold out for three weeks with a three-week wait list. Okay. Like, People love me. Every All my clients, they tell me I'm a good listener and everybody who comes in feel like I treat them like they're my best friend. And how dare you say that I am not, you are not important to me. You know, I breastfed you for 17 months and I didn't work for seven years and I, I gave and I gave, I did so much sacrifice for you. How can you say that about me? 
So in this case is I have such a high opinion about my listening skills, or I have such a high opinion of the good mother that I am, that I'm unable to really see it from her perspective. And because I feel like I've put myself on a pedestal, dude, I'm older than you. You know, I'm the mother. I know better. So sometimes, even though I listen to her, I believe I know better. And so I, you know, put my values on her. And when I put my values on her, what I think is traditional parenting is interpreted as, well, my mom overrides me so therefore she's not listening to me and I'm not important to her and so then a lot of shadow work later and I talk about this uh in the book actually so one of my favorite authors Byron Katie she has this book and she talks about the flip it around method so if we can loosen our ego attachment my daughter is not listening to me. My daughter is not listening to herself. I'm not listening to my daughter. I'm not listening to me. So there's actually four mathematical permutations of the not listening. So if we have the experience of a communication breakdown, so I'm not listening to her and she's not listening to me. And that's why there is a conflict. Right. So let's talk about internal conflict. Right. Maybe one part of me really wants to quit the job. And one part of me really loves the financial stability of the job. Right. So the answer is that can we, everybody sit down? I like to call it the conference table where everyone has an equal share, and every voice is heard. You know, and I talk about this suppression in the book too, which is how many times have I not listened to myself? For example, I'm really tired, but the part of me that wants to do the right thing makes me stay up and finish all the emails. Or I'm really hungry, but the part of me that wants to be right and do the right thing makes me go to a yoga class instead of eat right now and just skip yoga, right? So within all of us, there's a part that knows what the right thing to do, right? The right thing to do is get back to our clients, finish the emails, you know, go to yoga class. But then there's, there's that little girl in us the one that is hungry, the one that's tired. And oftentimes we don't care about her needs. We don't listen to her. You know, in me, in my pursuit of my career, I have a tendency to push too much too fast. Go, 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 go. I want to look good. I want to pad my resume. I want to make big money. I want to further. I want to help more clients, write more books, teach more courses, do more podcasts. 
Okay, so there's that part of me that wants to save the world and, you know, serve more people. But then I get to listen to the little girl, you know, if she wants financial security, if she wants to rest, to go to sleep, to be fed, I want to make sure that she's listened to also because her needs are valid. I don't ever want her to feel that she's not important or that she's not listened to. What's really funny is, you know, okay, so like for me, I have like that three-year-old little girl and then I have the 42-year-old woman who wants to conquer the world. And then maybe at the conference table, they're like, man, I want this. And this is like, man, I want this. And that's when we get to practice. Okay. I know that all of this is 3D stuff. If we can all go to the 5D, we're all one. So can I connect to my higher self? Is there a way so that my 42-year-old is happy and my three-year-old is happy? And usually that involves a creative solution that you haven't considered up until this point because the world usually is not so black or white it's not either i push full time on this or you know it's not all or nothing there is something in between that is happy for everybody yeah i don't we we like to live in the either or not the not the gray area sometimes and i think it's important to open ourselves up to that possibility for, for sure that something you know the energy that created this conflict is not going to be the same level of vibration and energy that's going to have that that solution that that, that hindsight energy of it being resolved so beautifully beautifully well said um that kind of brings me to my next question of you know, the reason why the tagline for the show is your body and emotions are not in the way they're leading the way, it's shifting out of that victimhood mentality and becoming the victor, the author of your life. What process do you walk people through in your book and in your practice of shifting? I know it's kind of an overall perspective shift, but for me, I feel like it's a constant shift when, you know, the sh another shadow comes up or the inner child or somebody just, you know, needs a little, little tweaking. But I'd love to hear about your perspective on shifting from the victim to becoming the author of your life. I love that question. And this is something that I actually recently have an upgrade. And I think it has to do with, you know, the Lionsgate portal. So at the time that I wrote the book, and of course the book can't upgrade with me, I was a believer that night is followed by day and day is followed by night, right? So if you look at the Tao symbol, you have the black fish and the white fish. So, you know, you do some shadow work and then you get better and then you get triggered again, you do more shadow work and then if you repeat this cycle, 
And it almost feels exhausting. Oh my God, here I am again. I get triggered by something else and I get triggered by something else. Is it ever going to end? And I recently discovered, yes, there is an ending to suffering. And actually, no, it doesn't involve hard work. So even though I really want everybody to buy my book and read it, it's already outdated. That's the thing about writing books, right? And that's why I actually have an online community. So I have an online community. It's free. It's called Compassion Transformation. And from my website, if you just click on community, you can join. Every week, I channel one new message for to help the collective process what's coming up and the idea being, hey, you know, witches, we like to listen to like astrology forecasts, you know, what's new moon and full moon and which planets are in retrogrades. Don't you want to know what's the collective shadow that's coming up to be processed and what is the download or transmission that is happening right now? So every week I provide this message free, you know, like a three to five minute video with a blessing. So that's, you know, really exciting. And the reason why I do that is because as a healthcare provider, I really believe that healthcare should be affordable and available to all. So I feel like if you follow me on social media and join this private free community, you are getting to heal and, you know, get all of Winnie's updates for free. And at the same time, I have courses, you know, for people who want more of the hand-holding experience. And that's because shadow work is scary. And honestly, you can get stuck in a dark tunnel. So it's really helpful to do shadow work with somebody holding your hand and holding the light for you. So even though you're dark, but you know, you know that somebody is holding your hand and you get to squeeze their hand really hard. Be like, don't you let go, don't you let go. <laughs> and that's actually how I did my shadow work was actually with uh, spirit guides. Beautiful, beautiful. So do you, are you, I'm assuming you're connected with your spirit guides? Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I really want to share with all the listeners is that all of us have different gifts. Some of us are clairvoyant, we can see, and some are clairaudient and we can hear. The pain that we feel in the physical body and the anger, the fear, the shame, the grief, the shadow, that's clairsentient. We absolutely need to listen to our body and our feelings because that is our clairsentient channel. Those messages are so rich with information and guidance. And it's really funny because I am a medical intuitive. So my channel is my ability to feel the other person's pain. So it's really helpful because whether I'm in person or on the phone, when I talk to the person, I can just diagnose them like an x-ray machine. I just sit next to them. It's like, okay. Um, in fact, that's actually how I discovered my um, channel 
was that one time my friend had a gallstone and literally in, in Western medicine, the only way to get a gallstone out is surgery. And this was four years ago. So I didn't even know I was a witch at that time. What happened was when I was, I was a Reiki practitioner. So I was sliding my hand down his body and so at one point, a tear started to come out of my eye. And so I talked to my friend. I said, I don't know why I'm crying. And he says, I don't know why, but I'm crying too. I said, okay, let's cry together because, you know, I know that there's something here. And at that time, I actually channeled Medicine Buddha for a 10-point acupuncture protocol. And I don't know what came out of me, but I made up a magic spell on the fly. I said okay, spiritual energy turns stone into sand. And I chanted it like a mantra for 60 seconds. And later my friend went home and he went to bathroom number two. And when he flushed, it was sand all around the toilet bowl. So I was like, oh my God, this is really, really, really crazy. You know, I obviously cannot promise that I can reproduce any of the results, but that was the beginning of how I discover I'm a medical intuitive was because randomly I start crying and then randomly I made a spell, you know, I don't know. It must be a past life. I mean, I, I don't have a teacher who would teach me about spells. You know, I, it just came out of me like breathing. It was it just automatically out of me. Mm, I love a good witchy story like that. Oh my god, I'm like full body chills, my jaws on the floor over here. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, it, it it that we each of us are powerful in our own unique way in our own unique experience. When I started down this track, I don't even know, listening to these kind of podcasts like 10 plus years ago, I would sit here going, Wow, that's awesome. I would never be able to do anything like that. That's just looking for somebody outside of me, you know, for instead of looking inside. But the more that you look at shadows, the more that you do the inner work, naturally these gifts channel out of you, really. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think with me. Yeah, it's the same thing with energy movement in my own body, whether it's through my touch or just moving my body. Like I'm a freaking channel for energy whether it's mine or somebody else's <laughs> like I have unleashed that in me and it looks like an exorcism but it's me releasing and transmuting the energy um and that was just happening for me showing up for me and doing the work not expected but it just came through and so many of the listeners I know have had the these experiences healing or overcoming some part of their lives and now want to help other people. So thank you so much for pointing yeah. that out. You know, in my book, I also talk about everyone is their unique expression, right? So mm -hmm. just because I'm a medical intuitive, I'm also not as gifted as you in certain other departments, yeah. right? So like I do my thing and you do your thing. And that's why we come together as a village and collaborate. And so one of my vision in starting this online community is 
okay, I have X number of Instagram followers. You have X number of Instagram followers. Why do we have to work so hard to grow our followers when if we get 10 of us together, then we have, you know, just multiply our followers by 10. So why don't we share our followers? And this, this technology is called Web3. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's this idea that, you know, when I post on Instagram, I'm at the mercy of their algorithm, right? If not enough people click my video and like it within the first 30 minutes it comes out, some of my followers don't even get to see my videos. So I'm creating content that doesn't even get shown. And so, you know, I'm moving to this new platform. So sometimes I am on social media, but I'm trying to really migrate people to Web3, uh, this platform that I use, because A, we can have multiple healers in the same space, and B, the, the, the audience gets to choose, okay, I want to follow, you know, witchy podcast or I want to follow mindful healing heart and then so they can subscribe to certain topics and then it will deterministically land in their box and not be at the mercy of Instagram and then there's no ads there's no distraction oh that is that is beautiful beautiful and I think that's web three and everything to go along with that I think is part of the next evolution of humanity. And that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself. Um, but yeah, was there anything else Wendy, you wanted to talk about? I just looked at the time and time has just flown by since we started talking that you wanted to share before we start to close the show today. Yeah. If there's just one thing I want everybody to understand is what is yours? has been with you the whole time even though sometimes you can't find it it's still there and sometimes you don't have something it's because you don't need it so if you don't have something you know for example if you lost a job or you lost a relationship it could be that there is something better on the way. You know, what's, what is yours is already there. It's already been created. And I created Mindful Healing Heart because mindful healing starts from the heart. So you can find my website at mindfulhealingheart.com. And from my website, you can get my book and do everything you want about shadow work. And you can join the free online community and get my weekly downloads, updates, and transmissions. And also on the on the community, you can find out about the shadow work course that I teach. And yeah, follow me on social media. Those are always fun, fun, fun one minute, minute video. Amazing. Yes, we'll have all that linked in the show notes for everybody to to click away. But if you guys love this episode, make sure to hit subscribe if you haven't already reviewed because that helps with the podcast algorithm and getting more witches out there to tune in and let their emotions and body lead the way. And if you thought of somebody came to mind that you thought this loved one needs to hear this episode, 
shared this episode. You have no idea what one podcast can do to help spark that intuition in somebody else. Because I've had a lot of intuitive hits and things that have changed my life from podcasts, from books, from, you know, social media. So there's a reason why you thought of that person. And lastly, thank you so much, Winnie, for coming on and sharing your beautiful heart, passion, and wisdom with us today. I know I felt like this whole episode was just for me <laughs> listening to it. I needed to hear it. So thank you. Um, how may we, the listeners, a big hug of gratitude be of service for you in return today? Honestly, I think buying my book is the best. And I'll tell you why. Because one time I had a client. He's practiced Buddhism for 20 years and achieved X level of stillness and then he asked me Winnie does self-love mean buying a bottle of lotion and putting on me oh I laughed so hard because I was like dude self-love means you love yourself even when you're ugly self-love means you love yourself when you are a monster self-love means you love yourself even if you feel like you're gonna murder someone, okay? Like that kind of intense anger, fear, powerlessness. Self-love means you're not gonna abandon yourself no matter what. Self-love means that I am gonna love myself no matter what. And that's why the book is so powerful because I literally tell you the ugliest moments of my life and even I found the ability to love myself through those things and turn all the ugly into gold, okay? So if you want to finally love yourself no matter what, get my book. Bam, mic drop on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Wendy, for coming on. It was such a pleasure and a divine conversation with you today. Same here, love you so much. And remember, open up, surrender. Trust and let your body 